I, I like. I, there's some taco joints that I like though. Oh yeah, we got a ton of those too. The taco in the best ones, it's like you know how barbecue. It's just it's just that way. You know, you got to have. It's got to be from a dive. It's, it's going to be the best. And and tacos, like if there's no bars on the windows. It's you probably know, not that good. No, it's not going to be good at all. You know? Well, I heard somebody, it was Texas Independence Day yesterday or whenever, and they said they celebrated by eating Tex-Mex and a margarita, which is <laughs> <laughs> weird. <laughs> all Mexican. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's celebrate on the other side. So we've, they were celebrating our independence by, uh, yeah, all <laughs> the things that they've, immigration <laughs> has contributed to us. They're wonderful things. Yeah, and they're like, if you go to the place, first of all, another, another sign that's not good is if they don't offer cabeza. Mm. You know, you ever eat a cabeza taco? No. You know what that is? No. Cabeza, it's brain, dude. Ooh, gross. Yeah, I can't eat that stuff, man. Oh, yeah, loco cabeza. Loco cabeza, si. Yeah. yeah. Uh, la leche está muy fría. Uh-oh. Bien? Uh, something about milk. C- como está? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, Me amo Ted. My Spanish is off. <laughs> I took two years and got nothing. <laughs> my fr- your French is really good, though, right? No. You know, no. No, oh, come on. Now, uh, I learned the, a little bit in, in La Madeline bathroom. That's about it. The, okay, so when you go to the hood taco places, the two things you probably want to be careful with are the cabeza, and the other one is lingua. It's tongue. Oh, yes. yeah. I don't. I don't oh, do that. that. No. And it may be tasty. I just cannot mentally get over it. You know. Yeah. No. I think I'll eat a tongue. Yeah, if you don't tell me what it is, I'll probably I'll probably like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm down. Just don't explain. You know. <laughs> that's why it's in Spanish. <sighs> we have a photography show to do. Let's do it. Shall we? Let's go. This is episode 30, man. Wow. We're rocking. We've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, we've been rocking them through. Well, um, yeah, we're going to be at 30 hours of photography talk, (laughs) um, amongst other things. (laughs) You can listen to, uh, it'll take you longer than a day to get through all these. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of freaky, isn't it? Well, a lot of people who are just um, starting to listen to our podcast, though, are are saying that they're doing just that, kind of like you would on Netflix or something, like uh, listening to a bunch of our shows in a row, which is you know, cool. Well, that's good for them. Yeah. I can't believe anybody would want to take that much of us. <laughs> Taco talk. And, uh, I wouldn't even want to hear myself talk that much. Now we're not going to sure. have, I'm not going to have any mental asides today. Okay. At Let's all. See if that can happen. Nah, I doubt it. We still need the theme music. That's why I got to hold off. Yeah. We lost our theme music with the interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, and the sound bites. We did. Do, do, yeah. we, do we need the theme back? I don't know. That's, that's your call. I just thought we just could get to the point. You know? Let's get straight into it. Yeah. We don't need yeah. me. People don't want to like dance. They want to like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure they want to listen to us. Cut out all the mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, they they want to do something. But well, I mean, we could do it. I mean, it's like you know the professional sounding podcast. They always have the intro music and the guy who talks like this comes on and he says, "Hey, welcome to another episode of the Photography Show." <laughs> And, uh, That's how we separate ourselves by t- being uh, totally unprofessional. Dude, we keep it real, man. <laughs> we keep it real. It's about as real as we can keep it. So today we thought it'd be fun. We we could talk about well a f- few items of business to get out of the way, but then we're going to talk about the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing but fun stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, did you see? Uh, did you see on the um, on the Facebook this week? We we're getting we're getting some action, some activity. Yeah, with our growing, humble page every, growing every week. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, well, do you know do you know Katya Horner? Yeah, yeah she she was she was checking us out this week, which kind of flatters me because she's really good and stuff. But yeah, uh, y'all have been friends for a while, and then I met her as, through Fl- Flickr as well. Yeah, Flickr. Uh, she's a photographer out of Houston. The Flickr connection. Mm-hmm. I just said her last name. Is that bad? 
Uh, you said it was no. No one's going to go murder her. I hope not. But if they do, it's our fault. If, if you're thinking about, it, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> then we'll have a problem. Uh, I need to take all this out. Okay, so um, this week South by Southwest starts. Mm-hmm. I am going. Cool. Wade has a um, a uh, what do you call it? An offer out there. If anybody wants wants him to come be the official Instagrammer for the company. <laughs> yeah, I threw that out there with a bunch of hashtags and stuff the other day I to see it. if I would get any kind of bites because I would just like to go for free. Now I'm so busy in the next few weeks with work. I mean, it's it's good, but it's unfortunate it falls right on South by oh, Southwest. Oh, no, but, dude, screw that. Uh, that I probably wouldn't be able to go anyway, but I threw it out there and um, didn't really get any bites, which is unfortunate. But, but if somebody called Tyler you tomorrow. said that he got – uh, a gig, you know, taking pictures. I was like, well, I'm gonna throw it out on the internet. See, see who might. Yeah, why not? Well, see, you're playing this wrong, dude. See, see, you started correctly. Uh-huh. I, I like that, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm here backing you up. So, so rather than saying I have too much work, I couldn't do it. You say the 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 ante's been upped just a little bit. Yeah. So, if anybody would like to hire Wade to come down and photograph, be their official Instagrammer for their company, the price has gone up because we're getting. You know, near the date. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. It is getting closer, yeah, and I still have days open. So. There's, but there's still time. There's limited time. Limited time. So you know, there you go. So if anybody out there wants to fund Wade, yeah, we'll, I'll be glad to bring go him along. Take pictures for you. That'd In be fact, fun. we were kind of talking before the recording started. The only thing that's kind of lame about South by Southwest is how expensive it's gotten. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it's like it's like twice as much as the film part of this is to go to the interactive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and some people do. Um, you know, there's there's interactive, there's film, and there's music. And yeah. most people choose one and do several days of it. Uh, but some people do do all of it, which I don't know how they afford that. I mean, that's you'd have to be wealthy. But I'd love um, to do or that. Spend but... all your money, you know, on that. But um, I'm yeah, say... you were just even just talking about just going to the one part uh, can be upwards of a thousand dollars. So um, yeah, the platinum badge. It's funny. It's not that much more. If you want to go to everything, it's sixteen hundred bucks. But mm. um, but no, it's not just that though. You'd be in Austin during South by, which you know all the hotel rates double. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be there for what three or four weeks, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's it would be very costly. I think. Well, t- what are, what all are you going to do when when you're there? I'm going to do. Th- I'm only doing the interactive. Okay, that's it. And I'm going to network. I'm on a mission. Right, you're networking uh, these Net- sh- these two shows you do. Networking the shows. Yeah, cool. I'm not I'm not networking as a photographer specifically, but I'm I'm networking uh, for these, these two podcasts. Shows. And there's yeah. tons of podcasters there. You've met several in the past, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there usually is is people who go and and you know I don't know. I mean, it's uh, interactive technology in general. There'll be stuff there. I mean, Kodak was there last time we were there. Um, so I, I don't what really great too. Is you talking to people about possible sponsorships? Yeah, I mean that that's that's probably the possibility. I, I yeah, need to kind of figure out. So yeah, carry so we'll my see. picture around like in your pocket, in your wallet. Just pull that up. Yeah, and just go. And then this is the other guy. <laughs> You'd be like grinning oh, okay. or something. Will you be our sponsor? <laughs> well, no. I'll wait. I'll put. I'll keep it in my back pocket until they're <laughs> kind of like all right. Face oh, yeah. like on a popsicle stick. No, yeah, and then then when they're like getting really bored with you, like trying to get out of the conversation, obviously you you whip up Wade's photo <laughs> in an attempt to lure them back in. Yeah, my cutout face on a popsicle stick just comes up really slowly from the table. It'd be kind of cool. Actually, what we need is a Wade mask. There you go. We'll take That's- like a picture of you, cut the eyes out, put it on a popsicle stick, and and you can be Wade. 
and then just hit play on something and have my voice come over <laughs> like I'm talking to them. I'm going to make a Wade mask for a download. <laughs> well, cool. That'll that'll be that'll be fun. That'd and be then fun. there's this other thing that we put on the um, the Facebook page the other day about uh, the Lytro camera is having a photography camp all day March 11th. Um, which is a Monday at South, South by. by Southwest uh, where they're going to have different talks on composition, community, creative process, and then there's a meetup at the end. It's an all-day deal. So if, if anyone's there for that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, I'm going to try and go to this actually if I'm still like with it at this point. I'll, I may be worn out by Monday. But uh, but yeah, it does look fun. Um, for photography people, that, that probably is a key, you know, something that would be a lot of fun to go to uh, and a lot of information probably. Good well, information. There, there is something interesting. Like part of this does sound really good and and kind of you know in line with what I do with the podcast anyway. But part of this, there's a session on creating and keeping a kick-ass photo community. Yeah, and they talk about uh, you know models and curation stuff from dual flicker and lomography. Yeah, which is what's so in this duel. Something that we always talk about, you know, doing that online, but also um, within your city, even knowing people locally and, and going to meetups and yeah. having people that you get together and talk with and have coffee <laughs> with and go take pictures with. It's, well, yeah. and this makes it worth it. The two presenters are uh, the CEO of Lomography and then this other guy who's Christopher Berry. He's the front end engineer for Flickr. So that could be very, very cool. cool. Yeah. 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 You should try to make it to that if you can. Yeah. There'll be people to meet, places to go, things to yeah. do. Yeah, and this Lytro camera, um, I think if you go to this, and you can also register online, but you have a chance at winning one of their cameras, which is just one of these little. Um, looks like uh, a toilet paper roll. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just this. It doesn't even look like a camera. It looks like one of those things that you get at Six Flags, and you look look into it, and it has your picture in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's a little camera, and you you take pictures with it, and after it. it gets everything in perspective and then you can change the perspective after the fact is that correct yes yeah yeah and i don't know i mean i've not played with one so i don't you can know change how the... the focus after you take the photo which is yeah, amazing. It, it shoots with like this super shallow depth of field and then you can it remembers whatever so it's got like this flash plug-in thing and there's a little example on their website if you go to Lytro's website you can that's see pretty too. cool i would love to have one to play around with them but we were just talking there about four hundred dollars so that's um, a lot of money for just a little something fun to play around with, but it seems like yeah. it could be really interesting because you could, you know, um, do like diptychs and things like that. Have two photos w- with uh, the exact same photo with with different uh, focus, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the photo, which could be you know pretty cool. Yeah, you know, when they first announced the Lytro, I was kind of like, why would you want to do that? But mm-hmm. I, what I think though is, I think I was thinking about it wrong. I think what's more interesting about the Lytro is like the possibilities of maybe things you could do you haven't thought of yet. Right. And it does interest me on that. Level. Oh yeah. So, From a creative standpoint, I think um, yeah. it opens up a whole, you know, whole new bag of tricks for, for people to experiment with. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and actually this is in line with what we wanted to do for our subject today, which was, we we're going to talk about photography toys. So yeah. Do. Yeah. Um, and we've never really done this. And, and there's kind of two things we were going to discuss on this. And one is like things like apps or and I mean, we didn't even go through and list all the other stuff like Holgas and stuff like that, uh, but also services, um, basically all the fun stuff. And I'm kind of big into, you know, preaching about the fun stuff because I think this is a really this is how, you know, if you equate this to the music thing, how photographers tend to practice is by kind of jumping in there and having fun with things, mm-hmm. and, you know. I mean, I definitely think that if I didn't do a lot of the stuff that I do with the cell phone, even, I mean, it, was just, it would just be different. That's what keeps it fun, and, and it's right. always with you, you know. And that is, and then, right, and the cell phone is the camera that we always have with us now, which yeah. is, you know, what everyone always preaches. Um, but I think that 
more people have their phone on them and take pictures with their phone than they do with um, any other kind of small camera uh, that you could have in your pocket or anything these days. Um, and there are some Definitely. great new cameras out there that are very tiny that can fit in your bag or fit in your pocket. They even have interchangeable lenses. But what's so easy about the phone is that you can take a picture with it. Uh, the lenses are getting better and better on all the phones. And then you can instantly upload the photos, which is something that hasn't really come around to, to a lot of cameras yet, is uh, the easy upload you know, capability. By the way, did you see that reminded me? This, this is not my side. I'll warn you now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking to the subject. Did okay. you see uh, they got announced this week? Uh, I think I saw it on Engadget. If you if you Google Polaroid Instagram camera, yeah, it'll come I up. Saw Did you that. see these? Yeah, it's the Socialmatic, and they're weird looking. It looks like a square iPhone four, and the front is like the icon for the Instagram app, but with the Polaroid brand out. But then it looks big because like there's this photo coming out the side of it in this image that I'm looking at. It can produce a Polaroid print, correct? Yeah. And it can – it's a digital camera that you can upload. To Instagram, I guess. Right. So it's almost like an iPhone or something that can produce a Polaroid print. It's interesting, though. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. And, and for everybody that's so into to both sides of those things now, lamography and, and, and the printed part and right. Polaroid stuff and then online stuff, it seems like a, a good solution. I love it. It says, hipsters, meet your maker. <laughs> this will be cool. I think something like this would be interesting. Well, I don't know. It's, it looks so funky. If, if it's not too expensive when it comes out, that's usually a big deal. But, I mean, th- I think that would be kind of neat just to have this one little device that's a Wi-Fi slash printer thing. Yeah. So you can do Instagram and print with it. That could be kind of fun. You know? Yeah. I just wish the prices of all this Polaroid stuff would kind of come down a little bit for, because for you know someone who's just trying to have fun with all that stuff. Oh, um, I know. Right now, everything is just so expensive that it, you know I don't want to buy a pack of Polaroid film for fifty dollars. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, and well, you know, are you talking about um, Impossible Project? Yeah, yeah, it's they're I, I love what they're doing. I totally am behind everything they're doing, but yeah, the stores it's I guess frustrating. Stuff marking it up so much that it's kind of unaffordable. Uh, even if you order direct from them, it's unaffordable. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really expensive, and a lot of it's very experimental in quality. And if you're, it, it's kind of like okay, here's here's my side. I'm going to drift way off subject. You know the the half price bookstore here in Dallas, right? You know my rule there. What's that? It's a, it's awesome, awesome used bookstore. If you don't know, and it's right. like it's the only bookstore left besides Barnes and Noble. Noble. Anyway, um, it's used books. So if you're looking for something, you're not going to find it. If you're not looking for something, <laughs> you're going to yeah. get there and like have a basket of stuff you can't afford. Right. That's the the approach to that. And I think that that <laughs> the same applies to Instagram. You know, if if there's something you're trying to do with it, you're going to get very frustrated because it's very experimental. But you know, it is fun to buy and, and go through. It's just it's not real cheap. That's right. The exactly. Thing to, to understand. Exactly. But I did see that you took another um, Instagram photo the other day, so you're slowly, Dude. surely getting getting on the train. I have a resolution with Instagram. I'm getting okay. on the train, dude. On the train. <laughs> it, it baffles me, and I think I think I'm gonna just go ahead and admit this. I think some of it is I feel like an old guy sometimes. Well, you're not. Yeah, but it's like and, the whole and thing. You're, and you're up with the latest and greatest, so you shouldn't feel that way at all. Well, how long did it take to get these shows on Facebook? <laughs> you know, for because it's I, uh, you know true. 
with, with certain things, I guess. I don't you have, get it. Uh, you feel blocked. It's a book with a face. <laughs> I cannot find it. Now, I, you've I'm, done a great job with that, and now, um, you know, and you've always enjoyed posting your your photos online and being a part of a community, and that's exactly what Instagram is. So, okay, dude, uh, you've got to explain something to. Here's what I didn't get about Instagram. Instagram is like it's like iTunes, which has the same weird phenomenon. It's this walled off community, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't really search it. You can't. You have to subscribe. You got to do this. There's privacy settings. You know, there's all these things that keep you from directly accessing it through the web browser but there's this whole community that lives in there i guess right, that's the everybody's whole deal. on their phone all the time now so that's where your community is everyone else that's going on to instagram on their phone every day and and looking through the pictures that everybody in their network took that day so, so dude I, I have followers i had no idea are they, how are they finding me through facebook or something well, you can you know you can link it directly to uh, Facebook and Twitter and things like that, so that when you post an Instagram photo, it goes it, it goes up on on Facebook and and everything else. So um, they can find you that way. But also, huh. you can hashtag your photos, um, whatever you take pictures of. You took a picture of, of a sign that said "open." You could do hashtag open, hashtag sign, hashtag neon, and anybody that's looking for those kind of words or whatever could find you. Also, if people just go on to Instagram and type in Ted Forbes, they're going to find you. And, I got all right. I got to rock contact. the hashtags. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. See, that's here's, how they find you. But also, if people just a lot of people know you, and if they're on Instagram, they're going to go on there and, and search your name, and you're going to pop up, and and they're going to find you that way. Well, the only thing I've been using Instagram for is I follow my nephew because it's like he's ten. It's, <laughs> it's the only social media because, ironically, owned by Facebook, the privacy is pretty decent on it. My mm-hmm. sister will let him do it. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, he'll it, it, mostly he's ten years old and he's obsessed with sports. And about all he does is take pictures of like other pictures, <laughs> yeah. or the TV, or himself making stupid faces. It's it's awesome. It's the best well, thing. It's ever. a good place to start. Yeah. So anyway, so I've started there. I'm I'm branching out. So good, I'm, I'm going to use the Instagram. Well, that was one of the things that we were going to talk about today. Is um is different services like Instagram and then the different camera apps and things on our phones that we that we like to take photos with. Yes, and you know what? Let's flip flop this. Let's do the services first since we're okay. there. Um, we were going to do it the other way around, but I think this might be kind of cool because there is another thing I, I want to say about Instagram, but I'm going to sure. hold it for a second. Okay. Um, so, you know, just a brief history of Internet online services. I have to say that the photography stuff available now is better than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have said that before. Um, kind of some of the original stuff that came out were, you know, you had Photobucket and uh, P-Base. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. And then my favorite was, uh, it was Shutterfly. I looked it up, but that stupid thing that Kodak bought and destroyed Shutterfly, right. Shutterfly, yeah. And it was just like you pay a fee and there's galleries. That still exists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think they've tried to improve upon that and, and make it even better. Uh, to compete with, you know, everything else that's out there. I don't, is Shutterfly still there? Hang on. I I think so. I'm going to look. I'm going to Google the thing. Shutterfly. Shutterfly. Uh, yeah, okay. So it says create books and personalize photo cards and stationery. Yeah, Boy, it's that, all about, uh, it, it. you know, it's a print service. Yeah, but then you go to their website and it says Kodak. No, it's still here, dude. No, yeah, yeah. And they've approved, they've improved upon it. Um, I think Trey Hill is a, is a part of that. Really? Yeah, and he could probably whenever he comes on, he can talk more about that. But okay, it's really a, a you know a, a print service. So you upload yeah. your photos to there, and they they can print it out for you in a in a variety of ways. And some are you know very professional. Is this cooler than Blurb or Mo? You know, Blurb it, it focuses all around books. So this is all it's this different. is all about prints. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you make cards. And but stuff. They, you might be able to. I can't. I don't. I don't remember. But you might be even be able to do a little photo book or something through Shutterfly. Okay. 
Well, yeah. anyway, these, this was like kind of the, the first generation of this stuff. And then I think Flickr came along and it really changed everything uh, because it made it. I mean, you could still print and Flickr certainly ties into all those services. But I think right, the they thing, do. Yeah, Flickr made it stand out, though, because they had a social component. And so, I mean, for the first time I remember in my entire life, it's like you could go meet 100 photographers online that had the same interests that you did in whatever obscure – like at the time I was doing a lot of weird box camera and Holga stuff. Mm-hmm. And I met all these dudes online and dudettes that, that I'm still friends with today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember, mentioned Katya earlier. She's one of them. Um, right. You know, Gayla Trail was one of those people. There were a whole ton of them. And the early days of Flickr, and I think it's still like that. I just don't have as much time to participate directly with it. But Flickr, you know, they added basically groups, and I think that's what really turned that around. So it's basically discussion forums, but it was just a photo group. And so each group. And if you're specifically interested in a certain. You know, topic of photography, then you can meet people in those groups. Yeah, and you can start a group. So if you mm-hmm. want to start the Holger group, you can. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's 50 of them now. But you have one for your other show, the photography show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, we use uh, it still. So, uh, art of photography. Art of photography. Yeah, in fact, uh, that's probably a good example to look at, and it's worked well for the art of photography up to now. I think uh, we're going to continue to use it just because Flickr's really widely accessible and yeah. it just seems to be in people's workflow. But we are moving over to Facebook. In addition, yeah, it won't replace it. But it, it's been really good because people can post their images in the pool is what they call it. So you have a group um, pool that you post images to. And then there's also discussion so you can start a thread if you got a question. And it's been really cool for people who have questions about things on the show because I, I just kind of blows my mind that this ended up happening. But there's there's oh, probably about 10 guys that are in there that know what they're doing. I can't even believe they watch my podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll they'll answer questions, and they'll jump in and help out. In fact, one of them, uh, this guy Chris Manis and I, we're going to um, – somebody was asking about uh, – Basically, testing scenarios for black and white film and papers. I know, real exciting. But, um, but <laughs> he was going to help me do it. We're going to do uh, probably somewhere between videos and blog posts on it uh, for people who are interested. So it's really cool because you meet like-minded individuals and in places like that. Yeah, and I think that you know, talking about film and, and Holga cameras and all kinds of cameras that you've experimented with in the, in the past. I mean, you've had a real passion for that, and you've met people in those groups that have had the same kind of passion. And oh, yeah. um, I could see you really, um, when you have even more free time, pursuing that even further in the future because there's um, it's such an interest to you, and, and so many other people are interested in that as well, Yeah, that, that yes. whole analog side of photography. It's way cool. I think what happened though to Flickr, and, and you know, they, they've there's some news recently, and they're talking about a commitment to bring it back. Um, and they've and they've made some improvements, like we've talked about with their phone app and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think the one thing that that Flickr fell prey to was the emergence of mobile phones and people that are doing photography that way and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden everybody's a photographer everybody wants to participate well Flickr didn't have a really smooth way for a long time of being able to upload straight from the phone and I think when you have models like Instagram and things like that that are really designed around mobile culture um, I think that's where this new wave of stuff has come uh, yeah and technology is changing so fast that I mean it's there before they see it coming sometimes yeah Um, yeah. you know uh, that's why Flickr was was you know on the top of the podium and then all of a sudden instagram was and um well you could even make the argument that facebook is to a degree yeah i mean it's real casual photography it's mostly you know goofing around and stuff but it's still photo sharing you know yeah every 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 one of every one of these things has their has their place in in the social world for well, sure and of course facebook owns instagram now but uh but you know and the other interesting one and i don't use it as much and maybe you can chime in on it is 500 px yeah, you know, um, I know that there's a strong community on there, and I think that they have a great interface, the way that the website looks and everything. But for one reason or another, um, 
I just can't really get into it uh, that much. Um, so I've 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 gone there and I've uploaded a bunch of photos and I have people like my photos and things like that or say something every once in a while and I say something back. But it's really not the community even that I had at, at Flickr or that I have on Instagram. So right. instead of keeping so many different communities going all the time, I like to focus in on the ones that I like the best. And I'm sure 500px is that for some people. Um, but for me, I'd rather stick with you know Instagram or um, or you know just Flickr or, or, or something that that is more of more interest to me. Yeah, that's a good point too because I never really dove into five five hundred px. It always seemed like just from my perspective that like their selling point was is the quality was a little higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it that may was be. determined or yeah. yeah or what it just happens to attract. I mean, none of that makes sense. Like, how would you? You're not filtering people out, so I don't. You know, and it does seem more global. Um, I see more people from more places all over the world right, on, on 500 px than than I you know do kind of locally with Flickr. But um, yeah, just for me personally, it wasn't something that I could ever really get into, and I never want to have too many things going. So you know, I'd rather focus on on the ones I enjoy the most. You know, so it's interesting because I think 500px has the, it, it, like 500px to Flickr is kind of like Vimeo to YouTube. It's mm-hmm. like they have a better site design. Mm-hmm. They kind of just do their best to encourage a little bit better work that's presented on there. Um, there's a cost associated with it, and they've just basically said, "Hey, we're nicer than YouTube, or in this case, we're nicer than Flickr, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it's hard for me to see, and this is more you know, a business discussion, but where companies like that go moving forward and trying to stay relevant. I guess they just get a core base of people, and, and they're not looking to be YouTube or huge or whatever. Um, but, right, and I, I think that they are just you know, looking to be the more, the more quality uh, website like, like Vimeo right. is, and, and we know that. But YouTube is still bigger because – Everybody in the world is uploading there all the time, so that's you know and it's completely that's the free, difference, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's free. Yeah, and maybe maybe there's something to say for that. There's there's another couple in there interesting too. There's there's one that's newer called Minus. Have you seen this? No. Uh, Minus, um, I checked out a couple years ago, and it was just a really simple website. It was free. Uh, you go sign up, and it allows you to build a gallery of photos and either embed it or send somebody a link. So it's it's very cool. Um, I'm going to go to them now, though, because they have done a relaunch, and they do some more stuff now. And it's it's kind of cool if you're looking to do ways. Yeah, they're they're adding social components in here. But if you're looking to do things where you're able to um, deal more with photo sets and maybe embed into Facebook and things like that, it looks pretty cool. And I still okay. think it, I think it's still free. I don't think you can do uh, custom URLs or anything like that. But I think it is free. Another thing that's interesting. Did you hear Posters is going out? No, they're closing it down in April. Wow. Okay. Um, Twitter bought that. A I know that was something you were really big into for a I while. I loved it. I loved it. Um, for a long time, it was a real close competitor with Tumblr. Right. They came out around the same time. And I think and, Tumblr won. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I think arguably so. Um, what I really liked about Posterous and Tumblr, Tumblr gives you this ability too, was I could basically send an email with an attachment to Posterous, and it would create a blog post on Posterous. It would print it on my WordPress blog. It would send it to Flickr. It would send. It would tweet it and put it on Facebook. You could have all that automation done at one time. Mm-hmm. And, and early I think all on, the websites now know that they have to do that. Oh, or yeah, else yeah, they're yeah. not going to be in. You know, early on that was around. Well, that was the big selling point for me. Mm-hmm. But it's really weird because, like, if I if I post to uh, excuse me, if I post to Posterous now, there's still a pretty loyal follow, following behind that. I think it's interesting that Twitter bought it, and I think they bought it for the um, the uh, programmers that work there, and they're kind of killing off 
Yeah, I was just reading the other day that Tumblr is doing extremely well, especially mm-hmm. with kind of the younger generation um, of of you know uh, teens and people in their twenties, and uh, just um, also amongst the the photography and. Uh, you know, graphic design, anybody that's wanting to show anything that's visual, um, it's such a visual format that, uh, that it has a huge following in that area. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. It's, I, I always think it's sad to see services go down that are they're still decent. Posters, sure. Well, and there's Tumblr. I mean, you can move all your stuff to Tumblr. Um, they're not going anywhere at, at the immediate moment anyway. Um, and Tumblr's really cool, too, because it kind of ties in really nicely kind of a blogging thing with the community, which is cool. Yeah, that's what I like about it is that you can you can blog something if you if you want to type something up and write something or you can just post a link or but what I do most of the time is is post uh, just photos with maybe yeah. a, a short description or a link attached to that and that's what I use it for and when I go on there it's almost like a Instagram or something I just kind of scroll down and, and I'm looking at different uh, visuals and, and mainly photography that people have posted yeah and yeah. if I like something I may even repost it or something like that. Well, Tumblr is cool. Um, the, the, what, this is you ready for my segue here? Let's do it. It's the segue into the app thing. The 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 reason I want to start here is because you know the the only well this was a beef I had with Instagram early on too is the Instagram comes out it's this app and it applies filters to your photos and you can put them online and I I never liked the filtery look. You know even what I mean? The, even though you do like that look from a film standpoint. Yeah, maybe I should clarify. Um, I, the the options on Instagram kind of have a similarity and a sameness to them when you use those filters that right. everybody's photos kind of look like they were done on the same camera, which, you know, it makes sense. But what is cool, though, is you don't have to use those filters. You can use other apps. Right, and just use it as a program to upload your photos through. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that segueing into that, did you like that? I do. I thought I would. And that's exactly what I do. And I think that's exactly what a lot of people do is, is, you know, some people may use the same uh, filter or or, or whatever on on Instagram, but other people use a lot of other camera apps and then just use Instagram to upload their their photography. Right. I think, um, you know, it's interesting, too, because we're going to talk about camera apps. And and one of the do you use any camera apps like that replace the built in? camera on the iPhone. Sure, like uh, you you had put one here on the outline, and that's Camera Plus. And yeah, that's Camera one Plus. I would, that I use all the time, and that I would recommend to anyone. I think that's one of the more professional ones that I've used consistently for the last uh, few years. I like it, uh, and well, and Hipstamatic, obviously, too, kind of yeah, has Yeah, Hipstamatic is, is, is more kind of like its artsy brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hipstamatic has such a fun interface that, that it looks like a camera, and you can switch out the different lenses and the different films. So it, you're it's you're having fun with that, um, and then you get really unique looks um, that look very different from one another um, on Hipstamatic as well. Well, see that's that's the difference too. A minute ago, I was saying that about Instagram is that the filters that come with Instagram. I think Hipstamatic does a much better job of giving you way more options than something mm-hmm. like Instagram ever did. Right. You know, Instagram is more of like a thing for speed. Like, say you took a picture really quick with your Instagram uh, app, and then you wanted to apply a quick filter to it. You could do that and then upload it. Boom. Right. But right. if you have a little bit of time to play around, then there's other apps that do a, uh, possibly a better job uh, to you know getting you a look that that's uh, something different. Yeah, and Camera Plus has – I mean there's a lot you can do in there with processing with basic contrasts and levels adjustments and things like that it's too. It's kind of like – a Camera Plus I would think is kind of like a tiny Photoshop. Yeah, a little bit with you the know, camera built it has in. Yeah, little things it. that you can tweak in that way and just the way that you can take your photo and, and you can uh, you can you know 
do something for exposure. You can do something for your focus. Um, right. You can you can have it almost be like a steady cam and not take the photo until it's to- perfectly stable uh, and things like this. So yeah, you can get a better photo out of it. it does have some cool options. I'm I'm loading it up right now. Here's the one thing I would like a camera app to do. I need a fast camera. Sometimes yeah. I hit the, my phone's old and I hit this button and it takes an hour to open. Five seconds later, it takes the photo of something blurry. Uh huh. Right. It's tasty. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, that's probably just me needing to upgrade as well. Yeah. Well, this phone didn't used to be slow. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, well, everything no, is cool, big though. nowadays too. File wise, the the photos that we take, the 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 cameras that are even on our phone are taking pretty large files now, and the video, and and if you have music on your phone and, and things like this, I mean, you can eat up. Uh, the gigabytes that your phone can hold pretty quick. And, and no matter, even if you have the newest phone, it's going to slow your phone down quite a bit. Sure. Well, and this is, I don't know how accurate this is, but I think when you have a boatload of apps on your phone, I think that slows it down too. And I think that's part of my problem. Yeah. So I, you know, every few months or something, I'll just go through my phone and get rid of all the apps that um, I'm not, not I, I haven't used. It's kind of like a, when you clean out your closet and you say, well, I haven't worn this shirt in a year, so I'm going to go ahead and give that to Goodwill. Well, you yeah. should do that with your apps, too. And if you haven't used it in, in a, you know, a while, go ahead and get rid of it off your phone and dump music and, and, and back up your photos somewhere else and, and get them off your phone and videos and things like that, too. Free up, free up space and get your camera back to speed. It's kind of like, like wearing clean underwear. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you want to do it daily. <laughs> I've got some others that I like. You want to hear? Yeah. Um, okay, here's a good one. Tilt Shift Generator. You know about this one? Now, a lot of these I've seen, but I don't, I don't use a oh, lot. This one's good. I'll tell you what's cool is I bought this to do the Tilt Shift with because basically it emulates a large format camera or a Tilt Shift lens where you can – it's it's similar to a depth of field, but it's a different effect. It's, it's You're blurring selected areas of the image and putting others in focus. You're throwing your focus off the focal plane, mm-hmm. and it simulates that. But what I, I, I bought it for that, and what I love about it the most is the black and white conversion on here. It's real simple. It's just a contrast and a brightness control. Uh-huh. But whatever algorithm they're using in the phone, it's just – it's got such a beautiful – It's really well done. Yeah, and it's just like I use it for, for making stuff black and white. And then I will apply the blur filter – occasionally but uh but the the real hero on that is the black and white it's a real simple app you know which is cool i like the simple apps yeah i mean the simpler you can keep things the better um kind of like they do one thing really well you know yeah like like convert something to black and white really well and then let you adjust that i mean that's a that's a key thing so you know a lot of times now like yesterday i was taking some pictures at an antique store we were walking around in and i took the picture with camera plus or no, I, I think I just I think I just took it with my my phone camera, right. and then I brought it into Camera Plus, and um, I adjusted um, the exposure on it with that, and then I exported it to uh, Visco Cam, which is another app that lets you kind of apply different filters that look like film, mm-hmm. um, and I did that, with and then Visco I <laughs> Cam, that's cool. Yeah, VSCO. VSCO um, cam. Uh huh. They were originally plugins for Lightroom and Aperture and things yeah, like that, and, and they that? they had a uh, different. Uh, you know, filters that are like Kodak and Fuji and all these different things that look like old. They've done a great job of making stuff look like old film looked. And so now they have a, an nice. app for that called ViscoCam. So I, I went into that and I applied a filter to that to make it look like a certain kind of old film. And then I brought it into Instagram and uploaded it. And so now, you know, I've gone through three or four apps by this time, but I've done it in five minutes right. on my phone in, in the antique store. And, um, yeah, and that's, so, uh, I mean, that's right, kind I've of the process I'll, I, I take to a lot of times when I'm when I'm taking a simple photo snapshot and uploading it to Instagram. 
You know, another one that's kind of cool that was made by somebody who makes other stuff. Um, have you seen the Tiffin photo effects filter thing? No. Um, Tiffin, who makes filters for cameras, like okay, right. you know, for the lenses, they have an app called Photo FX. And right. uh, it kind of it's Photoshop esque in the way it works. Basically, there's a lot of grades and filters, and it's just a wide variety of stuff in here that's really cool. Um, and then basically, you add layers. So, what it'll do is it here's the downside it's not like Photoshop on the computer where you can continue to add layers later, everything's destructive, but you can save it and it adds a layer on top. You can add another filter and so on and so forth and export that. That one's kind of cool. Yeah, that's fine. And there's another one <clears throat> that I like a lot called Filter Storm, which works a little bit better on the iPad than the iPhone. Um, but it's really good. I mean, you can do a lot with it. It's a really cool interface. You can do a lot with it with just the small. F- I mean, that's kind of the challenge that I think a lot of these companies have is the <laughs> this phone size of the screen mm-hmm. and how much you can cram into that, which is, is pretty interesting. But I do yeah, like I mean, that. There, there are a ton out there. I use one called Wood Camera that just came out. There are a ton of different apps out there that have different kinds of effects. So it's, it's fun to at least download them and play around with them at least once and see if, if there's oh, sure. something on there that's, that, that you like a lot. And, um, yeah, and then if you don't use it, you know, then get rid of it or whatever. But, uh, you know, a lot of these that, that you're pointing out are, you know, are obviously ones that you use, you know, from time to time or, or often enough to keep them. Yeah, the one that I was using for film look and stuff is called Photocopier, okay. which is interesting. What they've done, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. They, they've you, you basically you open it up and you load up an image, and then there's two galleries, and basically they take looks from various things. And there's a whole one that's like classic photography. So if you want, um, you know, a Carl uh, Blossfeld look or something, you know, it'll put that on there. And then there's also like. Uh, um, printing techniques, like if you want gun by chromate, or if you want, uh, you know, collodion or something like that, you can simulate those looks. And then there's also paintings, and it'll kind of basically apply color filters based on. And uh, that that stuff, it, it's never going to make your photo look like a Botticelli painting, but <laughs> and it doesn't really do the same with the photographers either. But it is cool. Um, what I like to do is if you want something to look like it was a salt print or something like that, that's a really cool app for that. It's not mm-hmm. perfect, but it's it's the closest thing I've found. You know, and when we're talking about all this today, we're talking about photography toys. We're talking oh, yeah, about totally. photo- having fun with photography on a on a daily basis, just with the phone that you have in your pocket. So there might be a lot of people out there right now, or, or whatever, that listen to us talk about these kind of things from time to time, and they're thinking, "Well, why don't we talk about more uh, professional photography stuff?" Which we try to do as well, or um, you know, whatever. But this is something that you can do every day, all day long, um, that you have with you, that you can have fun with and experiment with. And I think of these things, uh, you know, a lot of people have a bad view of this stuff. Uh, but I would say that this is like your sketchbook. You're just walking around with your sketchbook all the time and you're sketching stuff out and you're having fun and you're coming up with ideas. And those can lead to things that you actually apply to your professional um, career, whether that's making money or or doing something artistically in shows or whatever, but advancing um, your knowledge and and you know what you can do with photography, I think uh, yeah. I think it helps. Yeah, I think the I, I think one way you can think of these is kind of, they're kind of like sketchbooks for photographers in a way. Exactly, it just allows you to kind of keep ideas. And that's when we were saying, you know, Wade was just saying, but that was the whole reason of doing this today because I think that's really important for us to do as photographers. We need to be obsessed with it. We want to be creating images all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if there's, I can go spend a dollar on an app for my phone now and then that might make me think of something. 
something differently or just be at least be fun to mess around with. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, no, not at all. And a lot, a lot of times these apps and these different filters that you can apply to things um, – it, it would maybe be something that you would take a lot of time and, and, and stumble upon in Photoshop or something like that on your own. But just having something that's so immediate that gives you a certain look and, and it, it leads you to an idea of, oh, well, maybe this is something I would like to use uh, in, in, you know, my, in my photography, that, in my professional photography or right. something like that. Even like when I was using the Hipstamatic in this tintype app, it got me thinking how much I would really like to do some kind of wet plate um, or tintype photography of some sort in the future. Oh, yeah. um, You're playing it's, around with the look. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm playing around with the look, and it's very quick and easy, and I've always kind of liked this look, but it got me thinking more and more, this is this is something I really want to pursue in the future, is doing portraits in this old-fashioned way, yeah. you know, or even in a manipulated way, but you know, with professional high-resolution photos in the future. And that all came about because I'm using you know, my Hipstamatic app. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kind of the fun ones. Is the you know the stuff that makes you kind of start to approach something differently? Because like I said, my favorites are the ones that do kind of one thing really well. Right. And like, like that, like that app does that tin type app really pulled that that look off really well. Well, there's there's two that I and and they're not so much look apps, but they're they're more technique apps. There's uh, slow shutter. Have you have you uh, checked? I've that seen out? that. Right. Yeah. And what Which it is does, very cool to have on your phone. Yeah, it allows you to control the length of time the shutter's open. Now, the shutter on the iPhone does not work like a shutter on a camera. Necessarily, it yeah. kind of scans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's really interesting to work with effects, and, and what it does make it possible to do is, is to shoot in really low light. You'd need some kind of tripod or something. Or I, mean, I have a lot of these uh, too. Cars and traffic, and get all the tail, the the, the tracer lights, yeah, the and streaks. Kind of and, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can actually go. Th- I think what it does is it composites images together to create that blur because you can go in and adjust it, kind of Lytro esque style, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's something I'd like to experiment with. Yeah, it's it's definitely something worth trying. You, you don't see as much on on from iPhone picks. Well, and the other one that I bought a uh, long time ago is one called Time Lapse. Uh-huh. And I don't use it to create time lapses with. What I say is just basically make the screen dark and take a picture every five seconds until I tell you to stop. Uh-huh. And it can stitch those together in a movie, but I turn that off because I just wanted to save them to my camera roll. And if you really want to go stealth and try to get you know street stuff where you're not holding your phone up, and it, it's total crapshoot shoot from the hip stuff, but it's kind of fun for. I've seen people use that in a really technique. artistic way, especially yeah. some of my graphic designer friends. Um, uh, when they're doing like murals and things on a wall and they set it up on their iPad or whatever mm-hmm. and it it, um, it does the time lapse thing for maybe even up to an hour or whatever and then they edit that down and it can show you a quick progression of you know whatever art art they or whatever they did on the wall all the way to the completed finished product which yeah, is really cool totally. yeah. yeah it is cool so that that's a cool app for using to kind of document any kind of project that you're doing that you'd like people to see how you you know how you went about that you know, another another category that's kind of cool are the stitching apps, like you were kind of talking about timelines. But if you want to do uh, panoramas and stuff like that, I, I, I'm big into the stitching apps, too. Yeah, and I know with the, with the new phones, there's some great uh, panoramic apps that even come with the with the iPhone. Yeah, they have it built in, and I don't have an iPhone 5. But, I don't um, either, but I've seen people use that, and it, that's, it looks really awesome. The one I like, it's funny, It's funny too, when you've had apps for a long time, sometimes you get an update, and they're, they're not any good anymore, but they fixed this one. <laughs> it was great, then it was bad, then it was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's one called Auto Stitch that I like, and you can do just a panorama if you want, or you can shoot... Um, you know, ten images of something, and just make sure they're overlapping, so it can find the seams and stuff. And uh, you can get these really 
gigantic megapixel images off your iPhone when you're done, which is kind of fun too. It yeah, just, it's just a lot moving, of fun, but... and you're just experimenting. And, and these are things that you could do with, with your regular digital camera as well and maybe have derived those you know, yeah, sure. ideas from, from what you did uh, with the iPhone apps. No, I think that is a very excellent point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff out there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, jumping in, doing it. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, too. I think that's another thing, that, and it's not a digital technology by any stretch of the imagination, but the, one of the attractions I always had to the Holga is that it's this crummy plastic camera that you're just having fun with and trying different things with. You know? Exactly. And there's you're not a, having to focus on anything but looking through a, a square hole and and you know and taking a and taking a picture and seeing what comes from that i remember when i started doing that years and years ago um you know and then you develop the role and then it comes out horrible and you're like wait a minute I, it's all overblown or it's all underdone or what you know so you have to start learning about really okay what is iso and what you know yeah that's how you learn from making those mistakes yeah and it's it's harder to do i mean this is not just digital cameras but even with 35 millimeter cameras in the 80s there's so much computer on them that made sure the exposure was correct that you, you don't have to think about it that much mm-hmm. um and i think as a result though, i think you can become better when you really learn exposure and stop relying on whatever the camera mathematically tells you is correct. You know? I would say to anybody who's listening to this podcast who maybe just starting out in photography and mm-hmm. has maybe just bought their first camera or um, these are their very first few weeks of, of getting excited about photography you know, um, in their life or, or anything, is, is to start with a manual camera if you can. Buy something on eBay or right. go buy an old Hoga or buy something that's, that's all manual and um, and start there because you can learn so much more than if you have all this this digital computer in your hands and it's gonna it's gonna lead to it being a handicap because you're going to uh, you know you're gonna let the camera kind of do its own thing and if you learn how to do all those things yourself you're gonna be a better photographer. Oh yeah, and if you the only thing to watch out for is like sometimes I think even with the Holga there's. And thanks to Lomography, who did a lot of this, but there's a uh, there's a definite hipster vibe that comes with a lot of these things, and so they're not real cheap. Right there, it, it, there's you a know. popularity that's come with all this in the last few yeah. years. Everything's gotten more expensive because it's more in demand, and um, those things that that comes and goes. And the Holga's whatever. cool, don't get me wrong. But if you if you don't have any money for a Holga, like go to Goodwill and just buy something out of the camera pen for two dollars. And know? you can find a. I, I would say you know don't buy from any kind of uh, brand name place or any uh, brand name store. Um, go online, go on eBay. You can find great yeah, deals. And then what was that. the the one Holga? place that we used to always buy from all the time um where he hand he hand makes or he he uh modifies them oh randy uh holga mods holga mods go to holga mods and this guy randy has done all kinds of things to holgas from <laughs> painting them to uh you know giving them all kinds of different features and different lenses and you can buy the exact kind of holga that you want at a really good price you know in fact uh, the whole i don't use the stock well i i have i have several holgas Holga mods. Um, yeah. My favorite Holga is the one that I actually. Uh, you yeah, have a pinhole Holga. Yeah, I bought several from Randy. I've got a pinhole, but the 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 stock Holga that I have that Randy modded, and God, I'm mean, looking at his website the other day. He does he does brownies now. He's stretched way out. He has awesome. some kind of lens for the iPhone. I mean, the whole thing. It's a very very cool thing he's doing. He does a he does a six twelve 
panoramic modification. <laughs> There's all these wild things. But his yeah. original Holga mod, and it was just real practical things at the time. It was like flocking the interior to make it less reflective so you get just a clear shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, adding Velcro on. He added a time cable release so you could do long exposures at night. You have that one. Yeah. yeah. He also adjusted. He took off the lens, broke part of it, and put it back on so you could get a closer focus on it. I just bought his general... Uh, plain Jane one that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He's modified some things inside the camera to make it a little bit better Holga. And I I do think the time lapse is important. That's the the cable. Yeah, that's fun too, especially for uh, what you love to do, which is take night shots. Yeah. He also does one now where he'll put a uh, TLR type, I can't talk, a TLR type uh, mirror lens in here so you can look through the top. He just takes them out of the box. That's cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. I have a pinhole that Randy built for me um, that has that on it that's how that's the viewfinder and it's pretty cool so he's really reasonable with his prices he makes great cameras um you can get just about anything you want made from him even if he doesn't have it you can request it and he can do it he's just just this camera genius guy he's got a ton and, of mods um, that he does now so it's holgamods.com right yeah he'll mod yeah. speed graphic now he'll he sells pinholes yeah he'll do a polaroid 110a i guess they convert it into um oh into an instant camera that's pretty cool yeah, so go check out that site. You'll get all excited and probably end up buying. Yeah, Randy, something. Randy Smith. He's on Facebook too. He's he's a really really nice guy, and uh, I've sent people there a lot over the years. But uh, but I'm I'm totally down with uh, down with the Holgamod. Yeah, but yeah, it's lot, cool. Yeah, and he's got these he's got these new brownies that he's doing, like the the old Kodak Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. You got to see these. These are so cool. I'm have, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back there because I haven't been to a site in a while. So um, if he has all these new kinds of cameras, I yeah. guess. When you get a chance, check it out because what he's doing are these wild paint jobs, and they're really cool. They look like uh, I don't know. It's like some what people do with guitars or something with some of these right. wild paint jobs. Just about really anything neat. you want. Yeah. From yeah, a bright reflective gold to any. Oh color, yeah, they have like seafoam green. Color. I wonder if he stopped doing. That. I'm looking at them right now. But anyway, you know, and there's these lamography stores, I guess, all over the world. But I just went to one uh, in Austin when I was there for the Texas photo roundup and it's a lamography store, the entire store. Hmm. So you have all these lamography cameras of every single kind, Holgas and Dianas and everything else under the sun. And, uh, what they have in there, it's just, I think we talked about this before, but it was just mind mind blowing. And it's just like a toy store for people like us because you have all these different cameras that have been modified in all these different ways that are all these different colors. Um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun, and then there's all kinds of books in there about lamography and um, tons of fun. Very cool. So if you're if you wherever you live, look up a lamography store and see if there's one near you, and, and go check that out because those are a lot of fun. The only warning is the lamography stuff, just because it's hipster stuff, tends to get pricey. But you're right, they do have cool right because stuff. it is popular right now. It is the prices are through the roof, so. Um, you could buy it, you know, for yourself or someone else, like as a one-time special gift or something. But yeah, get ready; it is it is expensive for for mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two hundred dollars for a plastic camera with a plastic lens, and yeah, yeah. Like, but it's just it, you know, it, for me, it's kind of like a, a museum almost. I like just going in there and walking around and 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 uh, seeing everything. It is cool though. Did you ever have? It's the most expensive, one of the more expensive cameras they have. The, just the stock Lumo LCA. Have you ever had yeah. one of those? Those are fun uh, too. Yeah, I, I I don't have one currently, but I, it's one point I did. Mine broke. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't remember. Oh, I dropped it at a pool party one time, and <laughs> cracked it open, and it already had a crack in it. But but yeah, no, I've done that, and I've got the, the other one that I bought in New York last year that I I just could not behave myself on. What is it called? It's the Lomo Kino. Uh, have you seen this? 
It's yeah. a. Uh, it looks like a box camera, but it's got a crank on it, and basically you can you can shoot stills or you can make movies because you can just sit there and crank and it keeps shooting. And however fast you're cranking is how fast it's going to motor off. And it, the only problem though is it like it shoots a really weird frame size. It's it's movie frame size. So it's super thirty five, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got to scan. It's a pain to scan all that and stitch it, and uh, you know some. I'm yeah, and I just like I, I, love, I have a pretty good size camera collection, and I just like finding cameras that are unusual uh, that you don't see all the time, or that I don't yeah. have in my collection, and and adding it, adding it to my wall just just for fun and just to look at and experiment with and, and play around with, see if it still works or whatever. Sure. So uh, you can find great deals at antique stores and thrift shops and things like that. Uh, one I was in yesterday, um, there was there's always just a whole section or a whole case just of cameras at any antique store you go to. And uh, I didn't buy anything yesterday because most of what they had was different versions of brownies, and I already kind of have that yeah. in my collection. But that's a great place to find good deals on cameras, old cameras as well. Yeah, thrift stores are definitely cool. Yeah. yeah, and it just depends. I mean, sometimes you'll see them and they want too much for them, and they're not working, or there's you know various. Right. There's a, I have to go find the link on this. I shouldn't announce things if I don't know what they are. Um, but they uh, there was a guy who basically was taking. Um, not the plastic toy brownies, but when the the little later edition of six by nine brownies with the first real Kodak Ektar lenses and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's taking those and mounting them, making digital mounts on them, so he can do tilt shift with those and, and shoot on. I guess he was a Canon guy or Nikon That's guy or whatever. Cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I mean, they were really crude looking. These modifications. I'll have to, I will dig around and find that, and I'll try and get it in the show notes. But okay. um, no promise on that. So yeah, don't to it. <laughs> we don't promise anything on <sighs> this show. I never promise a darn thing. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> they do have this is kind of cool though the the Lomo Kino they're making a smart holder well they have a smartphone holder now and basically I guess what the deal is is it'll play your movie in this player and you can basically scan it using your iPhone and just make it a movie that's kind of cool yeah. but you start getting into money on all this stuff dude it's like yeah definitely it, it can become an expensive little hobby in itself uh, and it's 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 outside it's of cool. how expensive photography is as a hobby just in general anyway sheer fun clear down to the poverty line is that the yeah one? exactly yeah gotta love well, it we're gonna um we were gonna talk a little bit at the end here about um how people are we had talked about this last week but that we wanted people to be able to start posting some photos yes pretty soon and and what was your idea behind we should, that we, 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 we kind of mentioned a theme it. and is there going to be a certain place they can post them and how how's that going to work could, i mean i don't know what what do people want to do because it's like i just thought it'd be cool to like get people to post their work on our facebook page and like we could do like self-promo tuesdays so put your website or your photos or you know whatever and see if you can get some views and some comments on it um yeah i think what would be cool to keep it you know so that people aren't just posting anything and everything and whatever do a theme is, is well we don't even have to do a theme but post uh you know for that week the best photo that you've taken and we'll just kind of try to keep it there and, and if we come up with themes from here time to time you know that'll be fine but just just post the one uh best photo that you've you know taken in the last but, yeah there's our theme your favorite yeah. photo yeah your favorite photo that you've taken lately post that and I like and, it. Uh, we'll maybe go from there. Yeah, I mean, we could we could do challenges. That might be cool. You know, cool yeah. way of uh, kind of checking it out. But sure. uh, anyway, yeah, we'll do that. So we'll figure yeah. it out as it goes. But we'll, maybe we'll start, start there. scheduling and and rock it. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, and if you want to find us on Facebook, you can do that at facebook.com slash the photography show. What else do we have that people need to know about? We need to redo our website, dude. I just haven't gotten to that. Yeah, but people can still go to our our website and click on the episodes, and um, yeah, play, just, we play. have a website, but the URL is the Photography Show dot 
thepublicbroadcast.com. Yeah, and some people are having to go there right now because I'm guessing – what's the deal with uh, with iTunes? With, with You're uploading it the day that we record these, which is usually on a Sunday. Dude, uh, I know. Some, and, and here in America, we're getting them either the next day or within two days. But some people are, are saying that they're not getting it for a long period of time. That's nothing that we can do, right? That's, that's no, iTunes. This is, this is a blip they've had in the last two months because I've noticed it on both my shows. You upload a podcast, and basically what happens – I won't go too techie on you – um, iTunes knows where your feed is, and mm-hmm. so it points to your feed. So if you subscribe, usually if you subscribe, which you should be doing anyway, you'll you'll get these automatically. It does not affect subscribers. It does affect if you're just going and looking at the show page one and, time, right? And people. so right. So if you like to just go there and listen from the show page, I mean, if you're subscribing, it shouldn't be a deal. But basically, what the deal is is iTunes will go cache this feed, and it's not clearing those caches up. It's taking a couple days these days, and it'll it'd be weird. Like one week it does that, and then the next week. No problem at all. It's instant. instantly the next day, right? So anyway, everybody that's been concerned with this, if you're in Sweden or wherever you are, subscribe, right? And right. then it won't be an issue. And you know what you could you could do that would also be really cool is you could leave us a comment. You well, don't they, have to. Oh, on the iTunes. Yeah, on iTunes. That, yeah, I mean we're nice. loving getting feedback from people, uh, and and luckily people have been very positive about our show. But if there's anything that you'd like to hear or um, a subject that you'd like for us to to speak about let us know because yeah. um we've been uh keen to listening to what you guys have to say and your opinions and your questions before and, and speaking on those things so uh we like it it gives us uh it gives us a direction to go in you know on the next show i think so yeah yeah definitely so yeah so check it out look us up all that stuff so we're enjoying this a lot we're looking forward to uh it, it, you know it becoming bigger and better in the future ted's going to south by southwest and and um going to promote this show and his other show and we'll see where things go from there but i think we're both very excited about both of these podcasts and and definitely and what we can do with them and if you're going to be at south by southwest uh let me know we'll get a drink yeah you the listener wade wade is not sure i will not be there he might you never know (laughs) unless somebody gives me a photography gig one of those one of those wealthy uh listeners of ours will Call but I did want to and... let people know uh, if if you've listened to this locally, I somehow oh, yeah. got a gig being on a morning show here in Dallas. We have a magazine called D Magazine that's for Dallas Magazine, and they just started a, a TV program in the mornings. That's like a, a morning show here in Dallas, um, and through a real estate company that I know, that, and I'm going to promote something on there called Retail as Art, where high school kids take pictures of retail stuff and the best photos, uh, the best photos that are taken those kids win a scholarship through uh through this uh retail company but that's how i'm going on the show but i'm going to talk about how to take better photos uh specifically with spring coming up so i'm going to be on this uh it's called d living and it's in the mornings next monday the 11th that's cool Um, are they gonna put it online do you think or yeah it should probably be online after that so maybe we'll post it or whatever but i'm going to try to uh pump our our uh our podcast and stuff in there if i in this short amount of time that I get, dude, you're a celebrity, dude. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna give a shout out to the photography show and try to get us some more fans. I like it, like yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. Fans, yeah, with a Z. I like it. Very yeah. cool, dude. Yeah, pitching. Yep. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening once again. This has been the photography show. See ya. <laughs>